Okie dokie. Awesome. Strong, calm podcast. All right, we're live. This is the Strong Calm Podcast, where we talk strong communication, strong community building, and how those two things build strong company, whether that's the company that you've created or the company that you keep. Today, I'm joined by my friend, Ken Reed, at Honest Christian. What's up? Hey, man. Hey, man. What's going on? Yeah, just hanging, bro. Just hanging. How's your day going? It's going well. Awesome. All right. It's possible. I'm gonna wrap my leg around the leg. <laughs> wrap my leg around the leg. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, so for those of uh, the, the the listenership and the viewership that don't know, um, who are you? Like, what do you do? Um, so I do a little bit of everything. Um, <clears throat> so I am a husband, a dad. Um, I also. Uh, office administrator on the uh, eight to five, I suppose. Um, but then on the side, I do lots of types of writing. I do music. So um, so I play music. I, uh, you know, do all that kind of stuff. But the, the passion, I suppose, what I care about is I'm a writer. Um, so that's everything from blogging to, um, uh, you know, copywriting to SEO to I mean, just about anything pertaining to writing, um, I'm all about it. So I have a personal blog called Honest Christian, honestchristian.org. Um, and then I also have, um, you know, just a bunch of side gigs, a couple of publications I'm writing for, all that kind of stuff. So, Awesome. So you're a writer. Is, is your main passion, your main gig, I would say, is fatherhood? Yes. <laughs> and then uh, you you work, like, what's your, what's your main gig? Because... You do a lot of writing. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that, freelancing and, and, and that kind of jazz. Is that your main, like, business, or are you working somewhere, too? No, I'm working somewhere during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you blog on the side. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep. So we got connected through Co.Work here in Tyler for the first time. Yeah. Uh, we met at uh, one of the Power Lunch Hour. Yeah. Yeah, I kept seeing an invite on Facebook. I was like, I might as well go show up and see if I can meet somebody. Yeah. yeah and I did. right now you're stuck with me yeah um uh here get as close as you can um so so uh we we've chatted before about uh because we share uh common interests uh quite a few common interests Mm -hmm. especially in 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 writing i'm a writer uh focused mostly on poetry and stuff but you're really focused on the business of writing you Mm -hmm. would say yeah yeah um yeah it's kind of a a weird mix i suppose you'd say um i you know a lot of the things I really care about is going to be um, pertaining to my faith and everything, but then um, not just a, you know, oh, here's my personal blog about my thoughts or whatever, but like really learning how to monetize that and market it well. Um, so, yeah, yeah, definitely business from a business perspective. Yeah, yeah, you're so, intentional about yeah, growing it. Totally. So how long have you been writing and um, like how, how long have you been writing and how long – has honest Christian kind of been a thing? Yeah. So, um, so as far as how long I've been writing, I, I think it's one of those things that like, I don't real I didn't realize I was writing for a very long time. And then it was like, Oh, I guess this is what I'm doing. You know? So I've, I've always been coming up with content ideas and, 
you know, different things. I would uh, mow the grass at, you know, 11, 12 years old and be, you know, speaking to some audience in my head somehow, you know, and, and everything. And so, um, so everything pertaining to imaginary or whatever, you know, but, but I feel like there's always been something along those lines in the background. Um, but really about two years ago, um, I was, uh, just kind of at a place where I was, uh, looking for a change and, um, I was in school, had to take a semester off because my daughter was about to be born and, um, was like, well, I want to, uh, I want to really, you know, still pursue something hard. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, what if I started a blog and just see what happens, you know? And that was probably two, maybe two and a half years ago. Um, I guess two years ago. She's she's a year and a half now. So yeah, two years ago. Um, and uh, yeah, a lot of really surprising opportunities came out of it. So, like what? So um, basically, you know, I I uh, kind of probably got frustrated right off the bat. I'm like, why are only like five people reading my stuff? You know, and um. So I just would start Googling stuff and, you know, I would contact other bloggers that, that I was influenced by or whatever I'd came, come across, be like, hey, you know, you've grown your audience. Can you give me some advice, whatever? And so just the more that I would um, seek ideas and stuff, it ultimately came down to um, not writing for yourself, uh, you know, like really, <clears throat> excuse me, really writing with a... Um, for other people and, and maybe even more practically like for other publications. And so, you know, I kind of discovered this idea of guest posting, guest blogging. I was like, okay. And so instead of writing for my own blog, I was like, well, I'll, I'll pitch some of this stuff to large publications. And weirdly enough, you know, a couple of them was like, sure. And so, um, so yeah, it just led to a, a lot bigger audience, a lot bigger influence and, and, um, you know, a couple paid opportunities and stuff like that. So awesome. So just awesome. So your, your natural curiosity got, um, no, it's not working. Now it's not working on the Facebook for some reason. Hmm. Might just have to end it. Um, so, so you got, curious about how to navigate in the the blogosphere because mm-hmm. at last count that i heard was there was a billion blogs is there yeah there's a billion <laughs> blogs Sounds on familiar. the internet now yeah oh, so, i'm sure which is insane so you know you started the 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 climb yeah you know pretty late in the game i guess you'd say. oh yeah yeah there's a sure. lot of people out there that say you know they they confront that data they say a billion blogs. How am I going to stand out? Oh yeah, it's over. And then yeah, it's over before you even start. Mm-hmm. But you're having success in two years. Yeah. Um, do you remember the the first blog that kind of picked you up? That's a good question. So uh, yeah, yeah the the first one, first publication was Relevant. Um, it's called RelevantMagazine.com, I guess. And um, yeah, huge publication specifically within the um, you know Christian culture or whatever, but. Uh, but yeah, they really, really big, and basically, I read their guidelines and was like, "Here's how to, you know, submit a guest post or whatever," and I did it, and never got a, you know, response. <laughs> so I did it again, never get a response. I don't know how many times it took, probably five or six, but you know, at some point they were like, "Hey, we'll post this." I was like, "What?" So yeah, awesome. Um, so Relevant Magazine was yeah. the first 
and that's a huge that's a huge publication for yeah the christian oh yeah yeah uh, i think it's like i guess i'm trying to remember i, I want to say like five million readers a month or something like that um yeah it's 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 pretty substantial yeah so a lot more than i have <laughs> <laughs> so um when when that happened um what'd you think Oh, dude, I was, I was actually, so I, I think I actually remember getting the response was like, because it took about a week to respond. And so it was like, you know, I felt really good about it. I was like, okay, this is going to be the one I've been, I've been studying, been like figuring out what, what's the type of stuff that works for them and all mm -hmm. this kind of stuff. This is going to be it. And I send it in and nothing happens for like five or six days. And I was like, dude, I was just getting really frustrated and, and uh, discouraged and everything. And then, I think I, I don't remember if I like probably texted some of my friends, maybe my wife, and just like ranted like it's all rigged, you know, blah blah blah. And then like probably within an hour or two, I randomly got an email: "Hey, this is great. I'll post it." You know, it's like two sentences, but we're like, "That's incredible." Oh, okay, <laughs> awesome, <laughs> so, awesome. And then off to the races. Yeah, totally. Just having some technical, so I'm doing some editing. Um. So, what was that first post that they picked up? Oh, I honestly don't remember. Um, it was, let's see, what was it? It was, uh, it might have been about, about, it was either about marriage or about the church. Mm -hmm. um, so, I feel like I had several that kind of got posted, like, pretty pretty quick, you know, in tandem. Um so yeah, I don't really remember which one was first, but I want to say it was yeah, it was either the one about marriage or the one about the church. Um, so yeah, the title of the marriage one, you know, I guess you could say clickbaity or whatever. It's two two words that can end your marriage. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, the basically the premise was this idea of um, the two words are the one. So the idea of like when you come in with all these expectations of your marriage, like, oh, they're the one, you know, they're perfect for me, everything, you know, we're just this perfect fit and everything, like, that is recipe for a disaster. Yeah. So. Um, awesome. Sounds yeah. like a good article. Yeah, it was, it was fun. I mean, they, they thought so. so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it's good for relevant, it's good for, it's good. Yeah. You know? Well, that's, that's, that's awesome. So, uh, that was kind of the first thing, and then you said, okay, maybe, that, that must have instilled some confidence in you. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. So, um, honest Christian came about after that. Was that, or um, you, you, you had started the blog and then that picked up steam. And then did you say, okay, well, like what, what happened after that was your kind of next step? Did you say, let's just double, triple down? Or did you say, let's get, try to, you know, get everybody that's reading this to honest Christian now? Yeah. So, so, um, that's a good question. I, I, there was, there was strategy for sure, but there was also a lot of like, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, so really, honestly, the the biggest thing that happened was I, I I basically was like, hey, that works. I'll just keep doing it. So I I ended up just, that's all I would do. I, I, I might have submitted a couple of articles to other publications. Maybe one or two was picked up. But at the end of the day, I was like, relevant is the big deal. Mm -hmm. And so there's no reason for me to, you know, go with these secondary uh, publications just because. Mm -hmm. And so I just continued going with relevant. And, um, at some point I think they changed how they did things and stuff. And so they, they weren't accepting my stuff anymore. Not nearly as frequently anyway. Right. Um, but, uh, that opportunity. So I, I think basically what ended up happening was, um, 
another publication called Lightworkers, uh, which you probably haven't heard of. They're they're only about a year old, but they are a kind of a the Christian branch of MGM Studios. So they're a, they're a part of MGM. Okay. Um, and I think they basically found one of my articles on Relevant, and I randomly got an email from the editor. Hey, uh, you know, we really love your stuff. We'd like you to be a editing contributor, I think is what they're, contributing editor. And it's like, what is a contributing editor? Mm-hmm. I thought it was spam or something, you know, like I had gotten emails like that before, like, okay, whatever. Um, I, was, I looked it up and I was like, well, it's a real website. It looks legit, you know. So uh, anyway, yeah, I talked to the um, the editor on the phone and she was like, yeah, um, you know, really like what you're doing. We pay $50 an article, 500, five to 700 words. What do you think? And I was like, wait, like, you're going to give me money to write? You know, so that was, that was kind of my first, because Relevant basically pays an influence, you know, like sure. you get your name out there, um, which is awesome. Um, but, you know, it was, it was uh, kind of that first step into like, oh, wow, people will give me money for the things I have to say. Like, you know, it was a, it was a game changer in the way I thought about what I was doing, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I would imagine. I would imagine. Well, that's exciting. So, we were talking a little bit before uh, we started recording about the current traffic that you experience on honestchristian.org. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me a little bit about that. So you've had some, you've ha- you've had some work really perform really well. What are the kind of the numbers behind? It? Just to give people an idea. Yeah. Yeah. So right now, um, right now I have about around uh, about ten thousand visitors per month on my blog, um, which is awesome. Like. Ninety-seven percent, I'm going to say, are coming to one single blog post um, through Google. And uh, if you want, that could be a segue. But but basically, all through people googling stuff. Um, you know, I, I just really tightened up my search engine optimization SEO. Um, and uh, that was I, honestly the first time I'd ever even tried SEO. Um, and I was like, I don't know, I'll just give it a try, I guess. And and uh, it worked. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So, so, so you're, you're really starting to kind of build some steam, yeah. build some momentum. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like one thing after another, you know, one opportunity then leads to another opportunity and then mm. leads to, and then all the while your skills increasing because you get these new opportunities Yeah. and it really gives you this, it's a snowball effect essentially. Yeah, totally. And I, I think really just, just realizing, um, that you should always be pursuing more than one thing. Like, um, cause it was, I, I kind of mentioned before that I didn't know what I was doing. So it's like, well, relevance picking up my stuff. I guess I'll just keep submitting to relevant, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but basically realizing like fairly quickly, um, I mean, you can go with, with, you know, here's your single stream or whatever, or you'd be like, well, just branch out, kind of scatter your seed, I suppose. And so trying to figure out how to, how to increase everything. Like, okay, let's, uh, publish with with um, large publications, but then let's also do search engine optimization. Let's also, you know, and so so just kind of trying to find different streams of of uh, growing your audience and everything. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. Just learning different disciplines to kind of complement when when one's down. Yeah, you know, the the other one can kind of come up and totally. support 
And then next thing you know, you've got, it's kind of like uh, if you were to use a metaphor of like a tree, a tree branches out roots mm-hmm. and digs a lot of roots yeah. to make sure that, you know, if a wind comes from one direction, it's not going to topple it over because all the roots on, on the other end. I think that's right. how trees work. I don't know. Yeah. But, <laughs> sounds right to so, me. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, well, that that's awesome. So just kind of a ongoing learning experience. So, um, you know, in, in, if, if you were to give advice to uh, a young blogger or a, a blogger that's, you know, just starting out or a blogger that, you know, is is finding that frustration that you had in your mm-hmm. early days and you're still kind of early in it, two years in to, you know, yeah. uh, in really intentionally trying to learn the game. Can you give some insight uh, into the game? Like, you know, because there's, there's plenty of times where I felt like, well, I want to say this, but I know it won't perform well yeah you know what i mean like what's the balance between the science of good blog writing and the art of good blog writing yeah yeah that's a that's a great question um so it's a good question so so i'll say first of all like kind of how to uh strategically you know go about like growing growing your influence and and i guess like you said kind of work in the game if you will um so, uh, the publication that I write for, uh, maybe I shouldn't say, it, but uh, I'll just say. So the, the publication that I write for, I was uh, looking through some of their blogs one day, and and basically ended up coming across one um, that I was like, okay, this title looks interesting, and I read it, and it was not good at all, um, and so I was just like what is going on? And like, how in the world is this person getting these opportunities and stuff? Like, I don't understand. Um, and so I decided to click on, on the person's bio. And when I did, it like said, uh, mentioned the person's name. So-and-so is the best-selling author, New York times, best-selling author of blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, how in the (laughs) world? Like, this makes no sense. You know, she is not a good writer at all. And so, um, (laughs) The honest Christian yeah. coming through with the strong yeah, cough. <laughs> I know, sorry. Uh, I was just, I was so dumbfounded. And I'm not going to tell you who this person was, but I should have recognized her last name. That's okay. all I'll say. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I Googled this person. I was like, who is this? And come to find out she is the uh, daughter of a, you would know exactly who I'm talking about. If okay. Mentioned, you know, and so I'm like, so it kind of hit me. Um, I've thought about this before, but it basically hit me is this idea that like, if you want to be successful, you have to borrow success from others, right? And so that's that's really playing the game. Is is that's the that's the reason why you know if I post a blog on my personal thing, I'm you know on a good day, I'll get maybe a hundred, two hundred people watching it, reading it, whatever. Um, that's great. As opposed to I can you know, share with the publication and all of a sudden 5,000 social media shares. Huge difference, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, that that's ultimately, you know, kind of the, well, you can write for yourself or you can, you know, try to get, try to gain your own success, but successful people are not successful because they were just nobodies that were really good at what they did. You could be, you should be really good at what you do. But the other side of that is, uh, I suppose you could say, it's who you know, you know, or whatever, but, but you're borrowing success from others. So for me, I'm borrowing success from other publications, you know, I'm, I'm posting guest, guest blogs and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's like, 
you are, um, yeah, you're, you're borrowing success from others in order to gain your own influence. Man, that's a great point. That is a great point. And I talk about it a lot. Uh, the last podcast was about relationships. Yeah. Oh and yeah. I talk about how, you know, it's, you can't do everything in a vacuum. You can't do everything. Right. You know, you can only do so much. You can only get so far by yourself and with your own talent. Yeah. It takes other people. I mean, this podcast wouldn't happen without you. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, and uh, so in, in a lot of ways, it's it's the same thing. I'm, I'm trying to borrow from your success because you have specialized knowledge that I don't have. Yeah. And the whole premise of this podcast is figuring out how to... Uh, help other people with their communication, their community building right. based on their specialized knowledge yeah. and then share, share and share alike, you know? Oh yeah. Um, it's, it, it's, it's such an important point. So that's, that's an excellent way to say it. Borrow from other people's success. You borrowed from the influence and trust that relevant mm-hmm. has developed over the past years. Also though, you borrowed from Google oh, totally. and their success yeah. because you know, it wouldn't be possible to be discovered if you didn't have a way to get discovered. Yeah. And I mean, it comes down to, you got to learn the game. Oh yeah. And there's, I mean, there's millions of blogs, billions of blogs that can help you with search engine optimization, but you've done the work you put in the work to say, okay, well, what does make a clickable title? Mm -hmm. What does make a, uh, you know, something get discovered via a search engine, that kind of thing, playing the long tail, playing the, all that kind of stuff. Right. um, yeah, yeah, and um, I'll mention a third stream is uh, th- this was not me. This was someone pursued me, and I was like, "That's an interesting idea." Um, is I'm I'm working on building my email list as well. It's you know that's what all bloggers are told to do. Hey, you got to build sure. your email list. Um, so I was like, "Okay, I'll build my email list." You know, so um, so I I started, and and a big part of that is is uh, most of that probably half of it has come through. Um, that one article that I'm, you know, is on yeah. Google and everything. Um, but then a lot of it is also through guest, guest blogs. They'll, you know, they'll, people will read it and they'll go, Hey, this is interesting. They'll scroll down, see my bio and they'll click on my thing, you know, and they'll sign up. Um, but then another part of it is what you were saying about relationships. I've partnered with other bloggers where we will like, we will share, you know, so if I've written like a little 10 page ebook or whatever, um, that I'm giving away for free and I'll swap with another blogger. Hey, um, you know, I'll share yours and, uh, and you share mine, you know? And, and yeah. so basically I'm gaining, you know, a hundred of their followers now, um, to my email list and vice versa. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so yeah, I mean, I, I think is it John Acuff author. If you don't know who he is, look him up. He's awesome. Um, says relationships get you the first gig. And, uh, you know, I've, I've totally, seen that and proved that over and over for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Great tactics too. Strong, calm, for show. Oh yeah. So um let's 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 uh let's transition a little bit to um community. So strong calm communication leads to that community building and mm-hmm. you know kind of along the same lines of building relationships. The the community that you're serving with your writing is the the Christian who, who's your audience? Yeah, I mean, they're Christians most of the time. Yeah, yeah, theoretically. Um, yeah, so that's a good question. I, and I think I've honestly gone back and forth with who is my audience. Um, and there's, I suppose, I should say this, there's really two answers to that. There's who is my current audience and then who is my target audience, you know? Okay. So 
my current audience, I think, is primarily, um, primarily. I don't want to throw out just blanket terms, but just just to kind of give you an idea, is is probably going to be more along the lines of of your um, conservative Christian, um, and so uh, you know, so, so I, I, the person that you would run into at church on Sunday, you know, mm-hmm. um, my target audience, I suppose, is is probably not necessarily non-Christians, but people who are just kind of struggling and, and being like, man, I've, I've got these frustrations and, you know, struggling with doubt and, and failure or whatever it is and just really struggling. And so, you know, maybe they haven't been in, in church for a long time. They, um, they are not, uh, they're just not feeling connected with the church with God, you know, whatever, and, and just really struggling. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah, I, w- I would say that's my target audience, and I I have some of them, but really, I think a, a lot of a lot of um, who my current audience is is just relationships that I already had, um, you know, that that just have really helped me to build where I'm at so far. So yeah, yeah, and I, I think I think it, uh, you know, growing up in the church myself. I think that there's a lot of crossover in that audience. Totally. In terms of, you know, when you're walking the faith, there's going to be times where you kind of go back to, you know, your what you said is your target audience or yeah. the people that are struggling or or what have you or have some doubts because that could literally be, you know, today and then tomorrow. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You could you could vacillate between the two. Um I'm probably fitting in the like the latter, the target category, yeah. if I was to be honest yeah, uh, yeah. with you. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think that it's all, you know, one thing that I've learned just in my life is that, you know, everything comes in time. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, there's there were times where, you know, you've, you know, I was a youth pastor before, you know, I've been a oh, youth wow. pastor and, and really led um, young people, shout out to them. Um, th- and that was a transformative experience for me in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, learning about leadership and who I was as a person and you know, who young people are, you know, and and like growth in faith in general, you know, Mm -hmm. but then, you know, as I've gotten older, I've, you know, vacillated back and forth, but I still see so much value in, um, Christianity Mm -hmm. in a day where it, it's, you know, a crazy time, you know, for anybody, regardless of faith or not, Yeah, it's a crazy time, but, you know, it's it's hard to be a Christian sometimes, like these days. I would say. Mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say that. Yeah. Um, because um, it's it's very easy to to it's it's attacked a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're getting into a, a a pretty big, dense, complicated subject, but you know, it's it's something that I see, regardless of the problems, and we could always name thousands, you know, we can name thousands of problems with the modern church or what have you. Um, There's still so much value that I have in my personal experience that that I see just based off my personal experience because of the way I was brought up. And, um, you know, it it provides such growth potential Mm -hmm. for a person, Uh, the church does, when it works properly, you know, when, when everything's, you know, how it should be, I would say. Yeah. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, you're, you know, it's, you're dealing with people and people aren't perfect regardless. Oh, do you hate that? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's frustrating. Yeah. Um, now you're not a uh, native East Texan, are you? Is that right? No, no. I'm from North Carolina. North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So, um, how long have you been in, in Tyler? Uh, I want to say I've been in East Texas, Smith County for 12 years, I think. 
been in Tyler probably eight or so. I was in Lindale, but okay. Um, so you've been here for, for yeah, a while. Yeah. You you got here from uh you got here. How'd you get here? So there's an internship called Teen Mania. Yeah. Doesn't exist anymore. Long gone. Um, but yeah, I was that was a part of the internship. Um, they put on big. They used to mm-hmm. put on big uh, conferences, youth conferences around America and everything. And so I I would go um, in my you know in in North Carolina, and uh, they're like, hey, we have this internship. You should come if you're graduated. And I was like, I'm graduating, and that sounds cool. And so I decided to move a thousand miles away. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're here. Yeah. So um, as far as we, we, we kind of touched around this um, off air. So your read on East Texas church culture, like the, we're, I, I've always felt that East Texas is the belt buckle of the Bible belt. Yeah. Like, I say that very, all the time. very, uh, I mean, this is, this is definitely uh, Jesus country. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, if you're going to put sure. it kind of flip. Um what are, what are your thoughts on on that? So it's honestly, it's really not, it's not that different than where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I mean, really all along, all along the Bible Belt, I, I guess you could call it. Um, and uh, I, I think it's all fairly similar. Definitely, I would probably call Tyler the, the buckle for sure. You know, it's, it's, um, so it's the epitome of that. But I, I think it's not that different than where I'm from. Um, as far as well, you're just asking me to ex- describe the culture. Is that your? No, no, no. Uh, not to describe it necessarily, but I, I guess maybe to put a finer point on kind of where I'm going is that, you know, Tyler is unique in that it has a, a lot of churches, hundreds of churches. Yeah. And uh, there's been a few times where I see, you know, uh, new pastors or or what have you, or new, new church planters mm-hmm. that for, you know, um, I've met many are friends of mine and, and, and things and, the first thing I always ask them is, why are you building another church? You know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's it's crazy, you know, sometimes. And I think a lot of people have some frustrations with all the churches that we have, mm-hmm. um, you know, because there, there there are so many. Right. Um, what's your read on on that, I guess I would say? It's like, what's, you know, there, there's so many churches and uh, it's it's hard to pick one. And like, why, why are there so many? Uh, I mean, you want the honest answer, right? Um, you know, I, I am, this is one opinion of course, but, um, but ultimately I I think that, that people kind of get together in their groups, right? So it's like you, you go where you're comfortable and, um, I think there's absolutely very sincere, um, you know, godly people who, who are like, Hey, I want to minister in Tyler and, and just be a blessing to the community and everything. And that's super valuable and definitely needed. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the, uh, I'm trying to remember, is it Maine? That's the least church city in America. You know, I mean, you're, it's so, what is the word congested? You know, it's right. not, not evenly spread out. And I, I think at the end of the day, it's, it's ultimately about comfort probably. And like I'm here too, right? So I'm not like throwing people under the bus. Like I, I get it. Um, but I, I think like you don't, you kind of want to be in your groups and, and be with the people that are most like you. And so, um, so, you know, whether it's, uh, Hey, here's the types of schools that, that I want my kids to go to, or here's the type of community or whatever. Like, so let's all, this community is, is already thriving. And so let's, let's go and, and be a part of that instead of, um, 
really doing the hard work of like, where is this most needed? Because mm. um, if if you're asking that question, where is this most needed? You're not going to end up in Tyler, you know, I, my opinion. Um, you know, I, not that there are always going to be people that, that uh, just need love, need, um, mm-hmm. you know, need just ministry, I suppose. But, but like, just as far as the sheer numbers, like we kind of got it covered, right? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, and th- that could be, you know, debatable, of course. Uh, but that's a great point. That's yeah. a great point because, you know, uh, I was reading a, a, a blog post from Seth Godin, one of my favorite writers. Yeah, love uh, Seth Godin. And he, he's, he's got a brilliant quote. Uh, when it comes to community building, he talks about, and, and marketing, how it's kind of connected, mm-hmm. is that uh, people like us do things like this. Yes. And it's a mantra for me. And uh, it's I think it's um, valuable in this conversation because, you know, the person that I was when I was growing up in a Methodist church is different now mm-hmm. than, than I was. I'm, I'm older. You know, I grew up in a small town Methodist church. Yeah. But, you know, as you move out, like I, I visited um, uh, one of the big nomi- non-denominational churches mm-hmm. and they do worship and services way different than yeah. the traditional little small town Methodist church does, right? Totally. And I needed it at that time. Yeah. And those were the type of people that I started to learn from and grow from in my faith journey and, um, you know, a- as a person in general, you know. Uh, but then there was a time where I said, you know, I'm out. Yeah. I'm done. You mm-hmm. know, it was like one huge Christmas production or, you know, and I was yeah. like, mm, you know. <laughs> Uh, mm -mm, No, I'm not doing it. Yeah. And then, you know, so I I see it in that way of, you know, not all Christians want to stay in the same church forever. Mm. And, you know, you do want to feel comfortable. Mm. And there's a lot of different flavors of comfortable. Like sometimes, you know, I think there's like a 50-50 split, I would say, of people who are comfortable in jeans. You know, some people just aren't comfortable in jeans. I'm comfortable in jeans. How about you? I like jeans. Yeah, me too. So, <laughs> but but equally, there are people who are like, jeans, screw that. I yeah. don't want to do it, you know? <laughs> right. And, and, you know, it's all about that comfort level. And that's where the denominations come in. Maybe in really the, the, the flavor of how you like your church yeah. delivered, which is an interesting kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really great. And I'm putting Soma under the bus a little bit. Not under the bus, but I just... I think it's so funny just to see how um, the church has evolved over time mm-hmm. because where Soma is located now, my wife and I visited weeks back, you know, it's that brick building, which mm-hmm. is your traditional church. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, at some point that traditional church had built a modern kind of center for the youth, which is like a modern metal metal building and it's nice and, and what have you. And now that Soma's there, that metal building's the main sanctuary the church, right? Yeah, and yeah. The, they they the were stone using it that way before, like, but well, it's yeah, you know, yeah. No, I, it's, I, I think it's funny how like it, it it just shows like an illustrative point of a visual point of like where the church has kind of moved in terms of comfort yeah, because totally. like you know we're more comfortable in this kind of more modern. Oh yeah, nicer. I guess nicer. You know, but mm-hmm. you know it it's it's just a building at the end of the day, right? So I don't know. I just thought that was funny. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, amusing. Not yeah, funny. it's also I think the room where we meet is twice as big as as the ruin in the other definitely room. So a it's <laughs> yeah, so it, it makes a difference. But um, but yeah, I, I definitely see what you're saying. I I think um, I think at at the end of the day, you know, people are here again 
because it is just where they they feel the most comfortable and everything and and we're probably not i i don't know i i think we're not asking asking the the questions that the people outside of our community are asking so we kind of look a certain way we um i don't know like you kind of like what you're saying you you grow to look like and act like the people that you're most around and that mm-hmm. attracts more and more of people like you and so it just kind of grows that community and everything and so you know yeah, yeah. diversity has to be a very intentional thing yeah yeah diversity is is uh it's beautiful as long as you're not the one doing it yeah. <laughs> it could be hard yeah. i mean it's very difficult to do and you know people just like what they like you totally. know a lot of times and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. You know, I, I think a lot of times, um, you know, when you t- talk about like denominations and things like that, mm-hmm. now in a small town, it was really fun because there was one high school and it was like small and like some of your friends went to the Baptist church and some of your friends with, went, you know, to our church, the Methodist church. Yeah, right. And then we have like a friendly re- rivalry of like, which one's better, Oh yeah. you know, like just because, you know, it's, it's just kind of a fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, and, but doesn't mean that either are necessarily wrong. It's just, it just is what it is. It's your comfort level and to some degree. Yeah. Um, when you think about, you know, the, you mentioned, um, kind of reaching out of, of your church, reaching out of the, the comfort zone kind of, and, and, and getting people outside of the church community, maybe you're in kind of the target audience that you're mm-hmm. trying to reach. Um, how, what, what's your, re, like, what do you think about that? Like, how do you think about, you know, um, evangelism kind of, um, today. Yeah. Evangelism is, yeah. Yeah. Evangelism and outreach and, you know, um, trying to make converts, I suppose, you know, I don't know. You think about it like in, in marketing terms, it's like, um, you're really trying to, to sell a product, right? And that product is Jesus. Um, (laughs) so I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a weird thing, but like, if you, if you look back, on what evangelism has looked like, um, you know, there's everything from a person, you know, uh, going up and, and handing somebody a tract, you know, right. uh, back in the, I guess, 80s, 90s. It's like, hey, today. Does it? <laughs> I mean, I'm just, yeah. I, it probably, I don't think it's happened to me a lot in a long time, um, but I feel like that was the way to evangelize sure. back then, especially, you know, you walk in the... Um, Looks like there's a tip on the table, you know, and and uh, then there, it's a you're talking twenty dollar bill. Server man, I've got poems <laughs> about that. Oh no, uh, yeah, and it's like a twenty dollar bill, and you open it, and it's like, uh, you know, here's the most priceless gift or whatever. It's right. Jesus, and it's like, dude, exactly. Where's my freaking tip? You know? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, and, and I, f- I don't know, everything Preaching to in the between. choir, yeah, the pun, yeah, yeah, and everything in between. I mean, there's, you know, there's. I've call, I've heard him called bullhorn guy, right? The guy that's like got the sign and telling people they're going to hell and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. it's like, so I think evangelism maybe conjures up some weird images in people's minds. Um, you know, at, at the end of the day, like I I think that it's it's important to um, to share kind of where you're coming from and share your perspective and and uh, probably most important to to live it. You know, to do to do the actions and, and, um, really be the love and not, not just talk about it, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I think, I don't know. I, I think that the kind of the, 
frustrating thing to me to kind of go back to what you were talking about, about we'll just look at, at kind of my audience, my target audience or whatever is the reason that I'm passionate about, about that group of people is because I, I think that there is a sense in, in which they just feel homeless. You know, it's like, I, I'm not, I'm not just like, like I, I am a Christian or at least I, you know, I, faith is important to me in some way, shape or form, but I can't look like this. And if it looks like this, I can't be a part of it. And so there's this frustration where you kind of feel homeless. You're like, I mean, I want to belong here, Mm -hmm. but I just don't, you know? And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's a huge, huge part of really even what pushes me to write and talk about the things that I do is because I want to, so my, my tagline, I suppose, on my blog is, uh, so it's honestchristian.org. Um, what is it? Doubts, fears, and failures welcome. Hmm. And just the idea of like, hey, it's, it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to be honest about it and to just share where you're coming from and, and to be who you are and say, I'm frustrated and I'm struggling here. And, you know, even I think for me, I, I feel like I go through that off and on and, and just, I don't know, just want to be honest about it and, and go like, that's, that is Christianity. And this idea that, um, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I heard, I heard someone talk about this. Actually, I read a blog about it the other day it was this idea of, I don't know if you've ever seen or know anything about the movie. What is it? God's not dead. You heard of that? I've tried to watch it once, I think. Yeah. Um, anyway. I'm aware of it, though. Yeah. It's, it's just... It's like the most uh, the most famous apologetics in the, the, the discipline of apologetics yeah. has gotten in the past, like, five or ten years. Yeah. You know, as far as broad adoption. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, if you like the movie, that's totally fine. Apologetics but, uh, is uh, defense of the faith. Yes. Just so you know. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, but I I think that persona is kind of like what people think of, what Christians think of as like, it's kind of this, oh, well, here's here's the atheist professor and he's actually an idiot. And all you have to do is say these things and then like, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. And so then, you know, Christians kind of are like, oh, well, that's who I'm going to be. And so they come and they feel confident and then they go to college or whatever and it's like they're destroyed because that's it's not that simple. Life is not that simple, and it's really messy. And um, like the people who don't think like you have reasons for that, and those reasons are very important to them. And you know, a, a one liner is not going to fix that. And so, anyway, so it, all that to say, like that's that's the reason why I'm like, man, like let's be honest about where we're at and where we're coming from and who we are because. It matters. And um, so anyway, so yeah, and I, I think uh, maybe to go all the way back to your very first question, you were asking kind of the balance between kind of marketing yourself, kind of the, well, how did you say, like the business side and the art side, right? Right, the science and the art, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, like I think that ultimately the difference is like, I kind of think of it, compromise everywhere you can and then like hold hold fast to what, you know, to what you know is true. And so that's the same thing, even as I approach art is like, um, like these are the things I care about, but I'm going to do everything I can to promote them and to, um, you know, to market myself and to look like the people that I want to engage, um, and to speak their language. But 
like the whole reason I'm doing this is because I care about it. And so I think that's, I don't know, that to me that's the answer is like, <clears throat> excuse me, is um, if you don't care about what you're doing, then just stop, right? Like, so I don't know, to me, I'm like, yeah, market all you want. I don't know. I don't have a problem with that. I know other people do like, I don't want to well, market it comes- myself, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm, I'm just like, I mean, play the game, like do it all, but do it with sincerity. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think, uh, yeah, I, I think. You know, in this conversation, particularly because we're talking about faith and mm-hmm. then like you don't really hear a lot of the conversation about like the marketing of faith. Yeah. It can like just the just the conversation itself can make a lot of people uneasy. Oh, yeah. Because they're like, you know, how dare you bastardize, you know, potentially. Yeah. How, how dare you bastardize the faith by influencing it with all this marketing and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's where, you know, because on a fundamental level. People know that it's not all about that, mm-hmm. but it's also important because you've got to communicate it and you've got to reach people. Yeah. I mean, back in Jesus day, what did he do? Well, he gathered, you know, 12 people and made it, you know, he, he uh, he got people to talk about it, you know, oh, yeah. no. you know but by being, yeah. by really just communicating what he felt honestly. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm totally like, uh, not doing Jesus justice right here, but, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like, like, he went on, he went sermon on the Mount. You know what I mean? Yeah. He went to the mountain and talked and to people. And got an audience. They, and got an audience. Totally. That's how you had to do it. You yeah. know, uh, fast forward, we have, you know, Facebook and graphic designers and yeah. all this other stuff that is, you know, they're, they're tools of the trade, but you're right in that the intent matters. Mm-hmm. So it's not about catching somebody. Yeah. And you know, the apologetic type tool, the, I can say this and then, you know, you know, I might have an edge, Yeah. you know, it's a tool, but if you use it in a, in a bad way, then you become a tool. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, so like it's, it, it is a blend of the art and science of, you know, what w- in your toolkit Yeah. and, and saying all those things or doing all those things with, with the grace and, uh, what, what, what did you put, how did you say it? Um, I, you know, that's where integrity comes in. Mm-hmm. It's integrity. And that's where, you know, the drive thing, I'm kind of plugging my own uh, deal here, but, you know, drive, dedication, relationship, integrity, that's that's important too. Yeah. You have to have it because you can build all these relationships on a false pretense for only so long. You'll get found out eventually. Yeah. And that's what, you know, has wrecked the word or the the term or the, uh, the, the title of Christian in a lot of ways yeah. for a lot of people because people say, I know that Christians shouldn't act like this. Right. You know, and here we go. Here, you know, here's here's my reason because yeah. of, you know, hypocrisy. And, you know, I, I see it as a unfortunate thing, regardless of, you know, where I am currently in my faith journey. I see it as a, uh, you know, a unfortunate thing because to take, you know, one's failed example and throw out the baby with the bathwater, mm-hmm. you know, it um, it spoils the opportunity for immense growth, personal growth. Yeah, you know, because there's so much treasure to be found if you're open to finding it. Yeah, you know. So yeah, integrity is definitely a, a super important piece. It's all about the intent that you're coming coming uh, to it with. So, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um. As far as kind of transition into company. So 
strong communication, strong community, strong company, and kind of yeah. putting it all together in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we, we say company. Um, I talk about, you know, the business that you're building or the company that you keep. So like in, yeah. in a personal company, but also, you know, the business company. Um, I do want to, since we're kind of, we're, we're coming out of uh, the church talk here. I do kind of want to talk about like, you know, the, the business of church, mm-hmm. you know, like that's a difficult conversation too, because like, totally. you know, we, we live in a city with a mega church, you're right. you know, and we live in a state with, I think the biggest mega church. Uh, I think so. Yeah. You know, and like ever, <laughs> uh, what, what was his name? Uh, Joel. Osteen. Joel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, our good friend, Joel, friend of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so like, what do you think about like mega churches and um, you know, that whole deal? Because like, I, you know, it's, it's a difficult pill for a lot of people to swallow. Um, and for, for many reasons, and I'll, I'll just kind of like, it's, I, I see it in two ways of, you know, there's an immense amount of people being served in some way mm-hmm. there. Right. You know, you get that many people together, um, willingly to come back week after week after week. Right. They're getting something mm-hmm. out of it of value. Um, and you know, you, you talk, if you talk, if you put the money into it, right. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they do in terms of mission work or yeah. philanthropy or giving. And I think 95% of people don't, you know, right. there's, there's a very small subset of people who actually know where all that stuff is going. Yeah. And some of that is, um, some of that, that unknown is, could be problematic where it's like, where is the money going? You know, yeah, you, know right. you know, because is it going to the jet? <clears throat> is it going to the, or what have <laughs> yeah. you, you know, but <clears throat> the only thing that a lot of detractors focus on is that and not the good. Now mm-hmm. I'm speaking completely out of ignorance because I have no idea what they do, Yeah, but I'm not going to criticize because I don't know enough. You right. know what I mean? So, but at the same time, it's, you know, it can be problematic um, to have, you know, to, to grow that large. And to, um, you know, there, there, you know, there's a, it's a, it's a thorny problem, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, to pick apart. But anyway, uh, that's just kind of one, uh, fleeting thought that I had. What kind of, what's, what's your take on, uh, kind of the mega church and the, the biz, you know, when church is big business like that? Yeah. Honestly, I, I feel like, um, so I'm going to say to me, the big thing is to not, over-spiritualize what shouldn't be over-spiritualized. Um, and so to me, I'm like, if you have influence, I don't know, I, I think of it this way. If you're saying something that is that is valuable, then like people should hear it, you know? And again, I'm like, hey, as many people as you can get to hear it, awesome. If it is actually something of value that's like, you know, bringing people hope and it's truth, then that's awesome. Like pursue that. And to me, and this, <clears throat> this may be getting into an interesting, um, interesting, I guess, perspective, but to me, I think the hard time, hard thing with church is that it is like, it's about God, you know? <laughs> and so what I mean by that is I've heard, I've heard, and I get it. I don't want to be judgmental, but I've, I've just heard a lot of uh, very large, very successful um, church planters, pastors who are 
um, you know, reaching tens of thousands, even, you know, if you count social media, podcast downloads, hundreds of thousands of people mm-hmm. every week. And then they'll be in an interview and, hey, so tell me how all this started, you know, tell, you know, how did you get here? And the answer is something like, oh, you know, it was just all the Lord. And, you know, it, it just, uh, it just, I just started preaching one day and all of a sudden things exploded. And I'm like, that's not true. You know, and I'm like, I'm not like, yeah, you're a great communicator, but I like there is a um, he's not a pastor anymore, but there was a pastor down the road that I've I've visited his church several times. And one of the greatest communicators I've ever heard in my entire life, 50 people in his church. So Mm. it's like communicate the the ability to say something well is like that is essential but it's not the only thing, you know, and it again kind of comes back to marketing and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, please don't for the sake of like trying to make it sound spiritual and, and kind of this like false dichotomy of this, this like false sense of humility where it's like, Oh, it was all the Lord, but it's like, yeah, it was, it was the Lord. And it was you working hard to grow your social media audience. And it was you, you know, it's like, no, you were putting work into it and that's okay. But just be honest about it. You know, like don't, don't try to over spiritualize everything and make it seem like it was more miraculous than it really was. It's like, you didn't just show up and 10,000 people, you know, showed up at your doorstep. You put work into this. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. So yeah, I, I guess all that to say to, to sum that up, my, my thought is like, for me, business marketing, like do it, but just be honest about it. Don't try to make it seem like it was something that it wasn't. Just be honest. Yeah. This is the effort that we put in for, into people hearing our message because we believe in what we have to say. Mm. Mm. So, yeah. And there's really not a lot. I mean, there's really nothing wrong with it. If it, if there's a lot of people and there's a lot of people being served, then, it, then, they're being served. Totally. And of course, we should call, um, we should hold leaders accountable. Yeah. With the resources that they have. Yeah. We should, you know, and and I think it, I'm not to say, I'm not saying that it's unwarranted mm-hmm. when leaders of a very high degree are criticized mm-hmm. because sometimes they, they should be. But yeah. at the same time, I'm not going to let the, the bad actors of a small percentage completely discredit a particular worldview, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think, I, and I'm afraid that happens too often. Yeah. You know, people don't give things a chance just because they have one convenient example. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, I, I think I get it too. <clears throat> um, I don't know. I feel like at the same time you should look, you know, if, if you're an aspiring uh, pastor or whatever, and you're trying to, there definitely is that like, are you doing it because you believe in what you have to say and you want to grow your influence or are you doing it because this is what I'm good at and I also want to be rich and famous, you know? And it's like, that definitely becomes like, where is your motives at, you know? Yeah. Um, If it's about power and about wealth rather than about influence, then that matters. And that, that's probably should be the case for anything. Right. Um, I mean, whether it's Christianity or not, whether it's being a pastor or not, it's like, is your absolute priority to be, to have power and to like gain power? Um, or is it to have influence because you're passionate about something, you know? Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's, that's definitely kind of goes either way, but I don't know. To me, I'm like, um, you should be very cautious in, in pursuing anything that gives you power. And if anything, I don't know, I feel like I keep seeing almost every week a pastor, mega church, you know, everybody knows him pastor that is like falling into sin and, and, you know, is, is sleeping with secretary or something like that, you know, and it's like, okay, th- this should, this should make us all a little more cautious than just going, I want to be famous too. You know, it's like, let's, you know, I don't know. To me, I was, I've, I uh, went to a, a big conference and um, at a mega church and I was walking around the the property and it was like beautiful, amazing. But at the same time, it kind of hit me like if I'm the main guy and I'm walking around this property, like I don't think there's anything that could prevent me from thinking I am just fantastic, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like this was me. Yeah. You know? Right. And right. so I'm like, yeah. So I, I think, that's I mean, there's hard. definitely a both end for sure. Yeah. And you're right in that. That's, I think that's the case with everything. Yeah. Everything. And, you know, if it's you growing your blog mm-hmm. or if it's me, you know, trying to grow the plot, the, the podcast, yeah. I think about that. You know, I, I tried to really say, you know, I don't want to put this all about me. I don't want it to be the Aaron Dunn show. That's why I named it the Strong Calm Podcast. You yeah, know, right. Because I want it not to be Aaron's the ex, you know, Aaron has all these things and it's all about me. Mm-hmm. I want it to be about the ideas of communication community. I, I, that's what I want it to be about, you yeah. know. And, of course, there is the, the, the sense, there is that motive for me of like, yeah, I want to grow I want to grow. I mm-hmm. want to 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 get more attention. Right. But at the same time, I want to keep the integrity. I want to keep the main thing, the main thing, which is the 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 craft that I'm passionate about. You know, and and helping other people, mm-hmm. help other people with the product of the podcast, which is conversations with driven individuals. Right. Uh, you know how how to grow in your communication, how to grow in your community building. Like that's. The main thing. And, yeah. You know, you're saying that with, with the churches too. It's like the, the main thing has got to be the main thing. Right. You know, what are you actually doing to serve other people? Mm-hmm. And service is like so, so important. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I, I think you obviously have to, I don't know, I, I feel like you, you have to be honest with yourself as well. Like, I don't think at the same time, is there... Am I just completely being selfless when I'm, you know, doing all this stuff? Like, hey, I got 10,000 people that I'm influencing everyone. (laughs) Like, no. Like, I'm, people are are finding my blog, and that's freaking awesome. Right. You know, and it's like, I feel really cool about that, you know. And and I'm like, dude, this is all. And so, you know, I don't know. Like, I think it's, the important thing is is to keep it in balance and always just keep that in check. Not, Not to be like, yeah, my goal is to just never become about, right. um, you know, becoming famous. It's like, that's always going to be in there somewhere. At least for me, you know, my wife is like, I don't really want an audience. You know, I'm like, I would be totally consent, content just being in the background. And, you know, but for me, I'm like, no, like I kind of do, you know? <laughs> and so, um, so I think, I don't know, just being honest about it and, and having people in your life to hold you accountable and be like, where, where's your heart at, you know? And, yeah. and everything. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's all about the balance. Yeah. So, um, kind of wrapping up, we're wrapping up on the hour here. Um, any last tips in terms of, you know, either, 
helping people make money from blogging or uh, the importance of SEO or uh, church or anything. You, mm-hmm. you got anything else that you want to kind of share with anybody? Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to, I'll talk about basically the idea of making a career from your passions. Um, and it's not something I've fully achieved yet, but I, I feel like I'm at a, in a very good place pursuing that confidently. And I think that the key for me, this is not for everyone, but to me, I think it's kind of come to a place where I'm willing to to compromise at least while I'm putting the work into it. So if, you know, if it was me just going, um, hey, this is, uh, this is what I want to do. I just want to write about, you know, Christianity and, and all that kind of stuff. That's what I'm going to do. Then it's like, that's great. Um, and I'll continue making my, you know, 50 to $100 an article and uh, have to do that on the side for the rest of my life. Or I can find ways to do what I love in uh, in scenarios that may not be like at the forefront of, of what I'm passionate about, but they're still in that area. So, um, so, you know, you and I have even started working together um, a little bit in the area of copywriting. So, you know, I'm, I'm writing for biz, for the websites of, you know, different businesses and stuff. I wrote about a, uh, I wrote the content for a window, was it window um, treatment, you know, window, mm-hmm. uh, window blinds company. Like if you're asking me, dude, what are the top 10 things you're passionate about? Window blinds is not on that list, okay? But I'm passionate about writing. And right. so you can either pursue it, pursue what you want to do exactly the way you want to do it. It has to look like this and it can't look like anything else. Or you can go, what are ways I can express myself through writing in different scenarios? And to I think that that's really valuable at least while you're um, at least while you're developing yourself and, and growing your influence, because otherwise you'll just be, you know, a nine to five and then wake up at 4 a.m. and, you know, crank out a couple articles, which I do that. But at the same time, I want to move in the direction of like writing is what I am. And that may not mean, um, at least for a while, that I just blog and I make tens of thousands of dollars every week. Like, probably not, but I write. And I can find different avenues to do that. So I, th- I think becoming comfortable with the kind of what you started the conversation with, like with art, um, still having a sacred place, but that you can mold it to look like um, what it needs to look like in the given scenario, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think that's my big thing is just just this idea of like kind of find that thing that you love and find ways to mold it into what it what it needs to look like in order to be profitable so that you can do what you love full time in a way that it may not look exactly like what you want but you're doing like I'm a writer full time that's freaking awesome you know and um and so just learning how to how to to be okay with um with things not looking exactly the way you want but that that you are molding your art, the thing that you're passionate about, to fit these different scenarios and pursuits. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Awesome. That's strong calm. That's strong calm. Strong calm. Ken, I appreciate you uh, joining the podcast today. Yeah. Awesome. Best yeah. of luck on Honest Christian. And go visit the guy. Subscribe and stuff. Yeah, do um, it. All right. 
All right, brother. Thanks, man. Yeah.